We want to thank God once again for bringing all of us together to fellowship with the Lord and to hear from Him. Hallelujah. I hope all of us are on the same page tonight and uh, let us continue in God's presence and see what God has to speak to us. Okay, so we will go in the book of Matthews, chapter 1. Let's go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 1. And I want someone to read from verse 1 to verse 17. 1 to 17, can someone help me read that? Matthew chapter 1, 1 to 17. So the most difficult part for us is, is to pronounce the names in the Bible. It's very difficult for us. Hallelujah. Okay. So this genealogy. Now this genealogy is not by the. Yeah, it's by the books. It's by the books. It's by the history. 
but this genealogy written by Matthew is also especially it is by revelation because this genealogy is not a conventional genealogy there are some odds mentioned in this genealogy who are out of the box who are not supposed to be mentioned as per the books but they are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus how from you see uh, Jesus was born and what is his genealogy and uh, from starting from Abraham until Jesus there are all father begotting the son through which the seed Jesus came in but instead of the father in in specific places and verses there are four people mentioned four personalities mentioned who are not the fathers who are not the original fathers okay they three of them are women and one of the personality is a man okay are we are we together tonight are you guys here okay so the first one uh, which is mentioned is in the verse number three judah begot perez and zerah by tamar so the first time in the genealogy the name of the wife the name of the woman who bore the son is mentioned and the first personality is tamar okay and then after that in verse 5 salmon begot boaz by rahab again a name of a woman is mentioned and highlighted instead along with the father rahab the second one is rahab and then boaz begot obed by ruth ruth is mentioned there the third one and the fourth one is a man in verse 6 and jesse begot david the king david the king begot solomon by her Bathsheba's name is not mentioned okay but it is written by her her name is not mentioned but the name of her original husband that was uriah whom david killed his name is mentioned david the king begot solomon by her who had been the wife of uriah so so this is uh, listen to me matthew is writing the genealogy through a prophetic revelatory perspective okay he's he he knows the book he knows the ancestral line from which through which jesus came but also he is not only going by the books through the ancestral line okay this is the ancestral but by the holy spirit the holy spirit gave him the revelation to write this genealogy according to the names recorded in heaven there are books that are made up in heaven where the names of people are recorded one of them i don't one of them is the book of life and the bible says that everyone who is found in that book will be granted permission to enter and have eternal life in heaven the book of life the names of people so so what i am saying is there are scribes in heaven who write records of your life tell me one thing who wrote genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy it was moses who wrote it but moses was not alive during genesis he did not even see Abraham, he did not even see Isaac, Jacob, any of those. But he wrote exactly what happened in Genesis. He wrote exactly what happened, how the world was created. He wrote about Adam, he wrote about the serpent, he wrote about the tree. And every detail was written by this man called Moses. How could he write that? Because the, the incidents that take place on earth 
the 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 incidents that take place in your life whatever you do in your life are recorded by scribes in heaven everything is being recorded in heaven are we together hallelujah there is one glass of water you gave to a prophet it will be recorded because that is that work that you did is eligible for a reward that is supposed to be given to you there is one small sacrifice no one noticed it that you did it will be recorded by god in heaven the way you lived on earth it will be recorded in heaven and it will be given as an example that's why in the book of ezekiel the bible says that even if my servants noah daniel and job were there they would only deliver themselves by the righteousness so at that time of ezekiel noah and job passed away a long time back but god takes their names because their names were recorded hallelujah everyone say the names being recorded hallelujah okay are you good uh, okay hallelujah the names being recorded okay hallelujah okay so their names were recorded in heaven and that is that is what matthew is writing here about these four people that they are special people who were recorded in the books of heaven and that is what he is writing first one is tamar the second one is rehab then ruth and then uriah and these four uh odd personalities that that should not be mentioned but they are mentioned these four signify and teach us something about the revelation of jesus christ himself so their lives that they lived portray how jesus would live on the earth what will be his what will be his ministry and what will he go through okay their lives signify the life and ministry of jesus secondly their life signify prophetically the people whom jesus is going to manifest through the people through whom the seed the character the power the fullness of jesus is going to manifest through are significant those evidences are significant in the lives of this four personalities are we together hallelujah so these are prophetic personalities who first of all signify the life and ministry of jesus and secondly what they show forth is the what kind of rehabs what kind of ruth tamars and uriahs will be used to, with through jesus by jesus to manifest jesus to the world to bring his seed and to show forth his seed to the world today and this is what the lord spoke to me two weeks back and um, the holy spirit came and gave me this word hallelujah and i believe god wants to speak to our lives tonight hallelujah okay so let's go ahead let us take the first one which is tamar and let us go to the book of genesis chapter 38 let us go to genesis chapter 38 okay so tamar the lord told me the one line description of tamar is betrayed disgraced and abandoned widow 
in the house of God. Write it down. Disgraced, betrayed, and abandoned widow in the house of God. That is that is what she was. Let's go to Genesis chapter thirty-eight, starting from verse one. Uh, it came to pass at that time that Judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain Adullamite whose name was Hera. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. And she married her and went into her. He married her and went into her. So she conceived and bore a son and he called his name Ur. She conceived again and bore a son and she called his name Onan. And she conceived yet again and bore a son and called his name Shelah. He was at Chazib when she bore him. So Judah is going to a foreign country, marries a Adullamite, and there he has three sons. Okay, verse six. Then Judah took a wife for for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. Here comes Tamar. She was a foreign woman. She was a non-Jewish woman. not in the family of god the then uh, so judah took a wife for the first born son and so tamar was the wife of the first born son ur but ur judah's first born was wicked in the sight of the lord and the lord killed him and judah said to onan go into your brother's wife and marry her and raise up an heir to your brother so the husband died the first husband died and the second son of judah was asked by judah to go into her to marry her and raise up a heir raise up a child so that the heir will be given to the dead brother okay but ona knew that the heir would not be his and it came to pass when he went into his brother's wife that he emitted on the ground lest he should give an heir to his brother so so onan emitted on the ground so you know during sexual contact when the so this is again a a life threatening sin that people do you see so um, this this happens in many of the sexual relationships those who are in involved in adultery fornication when you are performing that activity for For not not to give an air, but for pleasure, that a, a hold comes on your life. I will not go into that. That's a very different and sensitive topic, but that is not our topic. But by the way, that was displeasing to the Lord. Verse ten, and the thing which he did displeased the Lord. Therefore, he killed him also, because he emitted on the ground because he did not wanted to give air to the brother. That means he just laid with Tamar to have the pleasure. and not give the air okay and that's why the lord killed him okay so then judah said to tamar his daughter in law remain a widow in your father's house till my son shela is grown for he said lest he also die like his brothers and tamar went and dwelt in her father's house she was sent back to her father's house okay so Uh, let's go ahead. Now, in the process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died, and Judah was comforted and went up to his sheep shearers at Timna, and and his friend Hira the Adullamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, "Look, your father-in-law is going up to Timna to shear his sheep." So she took her widow's garments 
took off her widow's garments, covered herself with a veil, and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which was on the way to Timna. For she was that she saw that Shela was grown, and she was not given to him as a wife. Okay, so that's what I call. Uh, now Tamar was betrayed. Tamar was betrayed three times. First of all, by the first husband because he was very evil against Tamar. That is one of the betrayal, and the Lord killed him. Then the second person who betrayed Tamar was Onan by using her body for her his sexual pleasure and not giving Tamar and the first husband uh, heir. And the third time he was betrayed was by Judah, and Judah refers to the to, to the house of praise, to the house of God. Okay, and the third time. Judah betrayed her by not giving Tamar the son, the son that grow, was already grown up, Shelah. Why? The reason is because the woman Tamar was considered cursed. That the sons of Judah are dying when they marry this woman. But Judah uh, uh, is not locating the problems in his own sons. That the sons are very evil and wicked, and that's the reason. They are dying, but but Tamar is innocent, but yet she has been ridiculed, cornered, and she has been considered a, a, a outcast woman who was married in the house of God, and that's why I said she was a betrayed, and then secondly disgraced. The disgrace will come after that, after this. Okay, abandoned widow in the house of God. Okay, now. The point number one to note here is Judah is is praised, also the tribe of Israel through which the Messiah is born, considered as the house of God. So Judah signifies that. Second point is Tamar being married in the house of God, the tribe of Judah. She was betrayed three times, as I said. She was betrayed th three times, and then let's go to verse twenty-four. Let's jump to verse twenty-four. And it came to pass about three months after that Judah was told, saying. Tamar, your daughter. Now, 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 what happened is to to cut short the story in the Bible. Now, what happened is when Tamar wore the prostitute's clothes, took off her widow's clothes, and veiled her face and sat on the street, and that is the time Judah came in the city, and because the face was veiled, Ju Judah could not recognize that Tamar is his daughter-in-law, and that's why Judah took that prostitute. And slept with that prostitute, considering that she was a prostitute. And after she, he was, he slept with Tamar. Tamar took her prostitute's clothes, clothes, and went back to the father's house. And the news came into Judah that your daughter-in-law, who was sent back to the father's house, she is with child, a illegitimate child, in her womb. Okay, so let's go to verse twenty-four now. And it came to pass about three months after that, Judah was told, saying, "Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has played the harlot. Furthermore, she is with child by harlotry." So Judah said, "Bring her out and let her be burned." So she was disgraced in the house of God. She was ridiculed in the house of God by the people of God themselves for doing nothing. Okay. Then verse twenty-five. When she was brought out, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, "By the man to 
whom these belong i am with child and she said please determine whose these are the signet cord and staff so juda acknowledged them and said she has been more righteous than i because i did not give her to shela my son and he never knew her again so as a oath tamar had taken the signet cord and the staff of juda while before sleeping with him and that is what she offered to the father in law and juda recognized that the prostitute he slept with was tamar and the child is ju for of juda hallelujah and this is this incident is so prophetic signifying the life of jesus that jesus will be betrayed three times by his own by his own family then jesus would be disgraced by the house of israel and jesus would be left abandoned to the cross as a widow widow signifies a helpless creature a helpless man or a woman okay spiritually widow that is what widow means and are we together people of god are you listening okay apart from vetonia hallelujah so so the life of tamar why tamar is mentioned there in the in the scripture is because tamar was betrayed three times she was left abandoned she was betrayed and left abandoned as a helpless widow and that is what tamar signified the life of jesus and her her name because of her righteousness because in spite of the betrayal she faced in spite of the of the wrong things she faced by the hands of the people of god yet she did not inculcated bitterness in her heart against the people of god that is how jesus will be that even though the people of israel will will, will betray jesus put him on the cross but yet jesus will love them yet jesus will be reintroduced to them and yet after jesus's death jesus will be found more righteous than anyone in israel and judah said tamar is more righteous than me the house of judah said this woman is more right that signifies jesus would be more righteous than the house of israel hallelujah okay hallelujah so we are, are we clear on the first one tamar the betrayed disgraced and abandoned widow in the house of god so this is the part where the life of tamar signifies the life and ministry of jesus and the second prophetic utterance through the life of tamar is tamar signifies those people who are abandoned by the church let let me speak the truth nowadays there are so many so many christians who have done a lot for god and for the house of god but they are been innocent people innocent christians who have served god with their hearts in the house of god but what has happened with them is the house of god and the people that are there in the house of god have betrayed such people ridiculed insulted such people gave them no record reward for the work that they did for god and they had been they had been considered an, an outcast but god will use such outcasts out of who are who are been abandoned by the people of god by some churches as tamar and god will show forth his righteousness through such people hallelujah 
Oh my God. So our class is very silent tonight. And um, okay, let's go ahead. If <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> God will, God will you, you know, Tamar signifies the prophetic personality of people, what people are going through even today. They are at the mercy of the people who are lording over church systems. And uh, there are there are believers who from their heart I have seen them, from their heart I have seen them, want to work for God. And they, they, they work for God. They do what God tells them to do. They are selfless. They are the ones who can sell their everything to serve God. And such people are being violated such people are been exploited by the so-called system called the traditional church system and that is what happened with tamar she was exploit exploited by the house of god she was exploited in the house of god she did nothing wrong but yet she was considered a curse and that's why she was sent back to the father's house and that's why the third son was not given to her in marriage for judah thought if i give this son also to marriage to Tamar, he will also die because I think there is something wrong with this woman. How many of of the are there some people here? People look at you and judge you. There is something wrong with her. That's why nothing is nothing good is happening with her. She, she you know, people are leaving her. Someone comes to her and wants to get married, and at the day of marriage or one week before the marriage, the marriage is broken, and the boy leaves, and and she is not getting married. Something is wrong in her life. That is Tamar. And God will manifest His righteousness through Tamar. Hallelujah. Through such people. Are we understanding? Oh, Jesus said that. <coughs> Nathaniel said, said to Jesus, Oh, uh, about, about Galilee, that is about. Uh, is there anything, uh, sorry about Nazareth, is there anything that will, good that will come out of this place? So there are, there are people who talk about you like that, but it's prophetically mentioning about Tamar that Tamar will manifest God's righteousness to the house of Judah. And Tamar will be portrayed as the character, as the personality who will be shown more righteous, like Jesus, who showed forth the righteousness of God and who was found more righteous. Uh, yeah, uh, last Friday we read about that how God anointed him with the oil of gladness more than his companions more than his companions he received the oil so in Jesus mighty name those Tamars will receive more oil from God hallelujah the world has abandoned you the church has abandoned you God has not abandoned you God knows your heart hallelujah in Jesus mighty name Okay, so that is the first character in the genealogy of Matthew chapter 1. Let's go to Rahab. We will read the book of Joshua chapter 2. Let's go to Joshua. Chapter 2. Someone read Joshua chapter 2 for me please. Read verse 1 onwards and then I will ask you to stop wherever we want to stop Joshua 
Yeshua, the son of Nun, sent out Shittim, two men, to spy secretly, saying, Go, through the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a Amalek's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thy house, for they will be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out with them. Men went, I will not pursue after them quickly, but ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the forts, and as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. Verse 9. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when he came out of Egypt. And ye and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom he utterly destroyed. Verse 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Amen. That's it. So you see, you see, she heard about God. She is an outcast. She belongs to Jericho. She is a citizen of Jer Jericho. But what happened here that she heard about the mighty works of the Lord Most High. And she believed and put her trust in God. So, what is Rehab? Rehab signifies a sinner, an outcast who was redeemed by the blood to become a child of God. That is what Rehab signifies. She signifies a sinner, an outcast who was redeemed. We will come to the blood thing. The signet cord, the scarlet cord, sorry, that signified that Rahab was redeemed by that scarlet cord which signifies the blood of the lamb. So she was a sinner, an outcast who was redeemed by, to become a child of God. Now, first of all, the point number one is Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the harlot. That, is, that was her identity in Jericho. That was the name by which she was known. Okay, you will see in all these four personalities, all these four personalities were not so famous. They were outcast. They were rejected by the society, yet used by God, yet redeemed by God. So Jesus is in, in you know, don't underestimate your status. Oh, I am the smallest one. I am the least. I am a drug addict. I am this. I am that. But if, if you are that kind of a person prophetically, 
Jesus uses such person and transforms them and uses such people. Rahab was the well-known harlot sleeping around with people in Jericho. That is what the Bible starts of her name. Rahab, Rahab the harlot. That was, that was her identity. She was a woman who used to get involved in all those sinful works and her identity among the people in Jericho was not so good. Okay, but Rahab, being an outcast, being a sinner, being a harlot, when she heard about the God of Israel, about what the Lord did, as brother read in verse 10, that he parted, he dried up the waters of the Red Sea. And when you came out of Egypt and so she heard about how the people of Israel won against the two kings of the Amorites, Sihon and Og. And as, as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Hallelujah. And she said, for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. The, your, your character does not matter. Your, uh, your background does not matter. What matters is how you are coming to God. Do you believe his word and put your faith in him? So Rahab at the mention of the works of the Lord God Most High, Jehovah God, she believed that this God of the Israelites is the God of heaven and earth. This is the real God, not my gods, not the gods whom we worship in Jericho. This God is the real God and that is what I believe. Hallelujah. Well, point number three about, about Rahab is, Okay, point number two about Rahab is, Rahab being an outcast stood for God at the risk of her and of her family's life and gave shelter and assistance to God's people. The Bible says, even if you give one glass of water to a prophet, you will receive the reward of a prophet. And what Rahab did was not a, what Rahab did was not a nominal thing, was not a, a, a very easy thing if the king of Jericho and the government of Jericho found out that Rahab had hidden the spies of Israel in her house they would have killed Rahab along with her household but at the risk of her life she supported God's people she stood for God's kingdom being an outcast being a non-Jewish woman being a harlot she stood for God at the risk of her life Hallelujah. Come what may, I will not let the spies of God's nation being uh, handed over to, the, to Jericho. So she was the one who hid them in her house. And she was the one who, who, who kept them in the house till the time. And she was the one who gave them the news. Okay, they have went out and she gave the direction. So she stood for God and for God's kingdom at the risk of her own life and at the risk of her family. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, whatever you do for God, risking your life or sacrificing on the altar, those things are worthy of rewards. Amen. That is how we grow in this kingdom, by standing for Jesus Christ when the situation demands. Do you stand for him when the situation demands? I am, I, 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 I am telling you, in, even in your office, when all, even your boss and all the people in your office are discussing something non-veg or discussing something immoral 
and you are the one who stand up and you say you know i cannot be in this in this talk in this gossip because these things that you are talking are immoral things about women and about sex so i want to i want to go out so they oh you are you a holy person are you not of this world and then you say no i am not a holy person but i believe in jesus and i believe in god's word i believe in in not sitting with the scornful with not not standing in the paths of the sinner of those and so i want to leave the that one thing maybe you will be ridiculed and rejected and cornered by your office but it will be counted as a in the books as a work that you did for god that can be rewarded worthy for you to receive a reward hallelujah are we understanding so rehab stood for god at the and god's kingdom at the risk of her life and of her own family being an outcast hallelujah and then point number 3 is about rehab is leaving her own people nation beliefs and religion and sinful line a uh, sinful, sinful life she placed her faith in jehovah god at the hearing of the mighty works of god and her faith and repentance was followed by her actions okay leaving her own people nation beliefs re- religion and sinful life she placed her faith in jehovah god at the hearing of the mighty works of god and her faith and repentance was followed by her actions hallelujah when you say i have faith in god that faith should follow your actions because james says that faith without action is dead There are many people whom I heard oh I believe in God I believe in God oh God is my healer God is my rescuer God is my refuge and if 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 there is some some a little bit a little bit pain in the throat a little bit not so much they oh I think I have I have attracted the covid virus let me go and do the test a little bit pain here hallelujah a little bit headache and they, oh i think i have this sinus issue like that person i have this migraine i have to do this test that test this test that test there is nothing in your body your mind is creating all the sicknesses and you say in the church i god is my healer but your faith is not showing forth in your actions in your life so faith without actions are good as dead that is what the bible says hallelujah if you have faith your life will show forth that faith that your life will show forth your that faith if something happens in the morning oh i think my day will be bad the devil is against me that is your faith oh today oh my god there is no water coming from the tap i think the whole day will go bad because last week also this happened and my whole day went bad that is faith every time you know i think two days back i was reading the bible and i was reading about in matthew's chapter 14 simply about that incident where jesus was walking on the water and peter looked at him and walking started walking and then the bible says peter looked at the boisterous wind and he was defocused and he started to drown and jesus came to him and he said oh you of little faith why did you doubt when i wrote the scripture the holy spirit came to my ears and told me this is the definition of doubt doubt is when you turn away your eyes and your focus from jesus towards your situation 
that is the simple definition the lord gave me just when you turn away your focus from jesus and look at the situation look at your sickness look at oh water is not coming from the tap oh my maid did not come today morning i have to do all the work oh my day is bad it's terrible looking at situation not looking at jesus that is doubt <laughs> so the so the the lord speaks to me in very simplified speak to us in very simple ways hallelujah so there are many people who will say oh i i serve god i am serving god from 20 years but when there is an opportunity that, like rehab to stand for god to hide the servants of god they will say oh i don't have time i want to go out with my wife i have this vacation that vacation i cannot help when the time comes they cannot do anything for god's kingdom but when they speak they will speak big big things for god faith only in words is not enough rehab told that oh i believe that your god is the lord of the heavens heavens and the earth because he has fought, fought mightily and that's why because i believe i assisted you at the risk of my life so her faith in god was gave was backed up by her actions the evidence of her actions she stood for god are we understanding okay hallelujah let's go to romans chapter uh, sorry sorry romans chapter 10 verse 17 Anyone knows that verse? Romans 10:17. Okay, you you should know this verses by heart. Romans chapter 10 17 what it says? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? So this is what Rahab happened to Rahab when she heard about God. faith came into her that this is god and then james chapter 2 verse 17 when you hear about god in this meeting around for 1 hour or 1 and a half hour you will hear about god what will happen to you is it will generate faith it will generate faith you will you will be more focused on jesus you will be more focused on the purposes of god rather than what is happening in the situations in your life and around you that is what happens the more you hear god's voice not every kind of sermon where they preach theology but somewhere in a church where that man who is speaking who is bringing the voice of god to you it will generate faith it will make you more stronger but what after that after you have generated faith faith what after that james chapter 2 verse 17 another famous verse that needs to be memorized thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead okay james chapter 2 verse 17 thus also faith by itself if it does not has works it is dead now after hearing god's voice god's word here in this meeting faith is generated but what are you doing with that faith is it is it evident in your life can your son can your daughter can your husband your wife your mother your father look at you and see that change in your life that everyone is scared in the family because of a situation but you are at rest because you have faith with the works hallelujah 
Okay, I am not preaching on faith tonight. Faith is a very huge topic. Okay, but this is what Rahab is doing. Her faith were translated into actions and she stood for God. She was not only a preacher, but she was a doer of the word. Always, my brothers and sisters, I would advise you, when you read the Bible, read the Bible for yourself. Before you read the Bible, say, Lord, I am... I want to know your word so that your word be, will be alive in my life. I will be able to perform every commandment and every instruction that you give in your word. Hallelujah. Oh, excellent Theophilus. So this is a report that the Dr. Luke was given, giving to, through, to Theophilus, the book of Acts. And he said, this is all that Jesus began to do and to teach to do and to teach so so you should not be only teaching if if you you are a mother or you are a father who yourself are away from god your your children have never seen you praying they have never even hardly seen you reading the bible and you go and try to correct your children they will never listen to you because your preaching is not backed up by your life is not backed up by your example the faith thing you are preaching to them is not by, backed up by the evidence of your own works you are, your preaching is dead that's why so many churches the preachings and teachings that happen in the church are dead no transformation in the lives of people no encounters with the Lord Jesus why? because the person who preaches the word he just preaches it he does not does it there are no action followed by the by the faith he has in Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we understanding guys? Okay, let's go to the point number four. Point number four is she and her family were redeemed by God to God's family by the scarlet cord which signifies the blood of the lamb that is the blood of Jesus. She was purchased by God to be his own from the stronghold of Jericho. Okay, let's go ahead. So we will skip some verses. We don't have time. We'll skip some verses and let's go to verse 15. Let's go to verse 15. Okay. Then she let them down. We are on Joshua chapter 2, verse 15. Then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you. Hide that three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath. Listen to this. We will be blameless of this oath. Now she asked the men that when you destroy Jericho, she said, surely the Lord has given Jericho into the hands of the army of Israel. So we know we are going to be destroyed. But please, because I have stood before God please let the life of mine and of my family members be spared so the spies of Israel are taking giving her a oath now verse 17 we will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear unless when we come into the land you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and unless you bring your father your mother your brothers and all your father's household to your own home 
so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the streets his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless and whoever is with you in the in the house his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him so she was instructed by the spies of israel and given and asked that you hang this scarlet cord out of your window okay and keep all your family members your father your mother your brothers inside the house so that they can be redeemed so that they can be redeemed that is the real salvation that is the real gospel that we have to preach to people now you see rehab is been officially saved by god and redeemed into the family of god how first of all she heard the gospel she heard the works of god and it generated faith in her that the lord god is the true god and then her faith was followed by action what what kind of action first of all she assisted god's people and god's kingdom at the risk of her life and second is repentance and that's why a man from israel was able to marry rehab second is repentance repentance is the foremost thing when after you accept christ you have accepted christ the person has to repent and say i am a sinner in many churches they preach that oh you are not a sinner you are a good person you are the child of god you are the creation of god there is nothing good in you uh, so, sorry there is nothing bad in you uh, on the contrary paul says there is nothing good in me so the realization and listen that is a demonic doctrine the way they preach it with smiling faces and with their coats on and with expensive dresses and with a exp- exp- expensive pulpit and arrangement and with a expensive and a mega church you might think oh this is the real gospel that is a demonic doctrine which does not even points out that you are a sinner if you if if the holy spirit cannot convict you of your sin how can there be salvation and those thousands of people in those mega churches are deceived by a doctrine released by a demonic spirit it's the doctrine of satan where it does not teaches people that we are sinners unless there is a there is a sin there cannot be a salvation after accepting jesus christ the prayers that they make people to pray is i am the child of god now from now on i will be prosperous from now on i will have a big house from now on i will have a ferrari from now on i will have this from now on my children will be my god where is the prayer that i am a sinner and forgive my sins and that's how people are not even converted properly in the churches because the gospel is manipulated hallelujah there is not no turning away from that you go you try to you know if you if you if you if you can observe those people sitting in the church with good clothes on and everything good go and see their life in their house how they behave how they talk how they are in the society see and go their life and their, their works will show forth their fruits will say and signify what kind of people they are do they belong to god or not you shall know them by their fruits okay so this is how is salvation comes first of all according to romans chapter 10 you believe in your heart that jesus is lord and you confess with your mouth that he was raised from the dead 
hallelujah and then it is followed by a sinner's prayer by repentance hallelujah where you turn away the if you read the book of matthews you will see the first message of jesus was the same message of john and that message was repent for the kingdom of god is near that was the same message that john came with in the wilderness that was his first message his first preaching and jesus you will say jesus copied his preaching no he did not copy john's preaching he was saying what the spirit was saying to him and both of them were listening to the holy spirit that's why their preaching was same i i told you this that is that is what happened when a church comes together and we all are connected to the holy spirit the word that comes to me will also come to you and when i say it you will be amazed my god what brother rahul is speaking this is what god spoke to me is was speaking to me uh, the exact same words that means both of us are connected to the holy spirit there is only one spirit and that's how the church comes in one accord it's not by convincing people oh come to the church brother sister come to the church oh god is for you we cannot convince people we have to we have to sit and god will connect people who are connected to his spirit and that's how the the revival comes when people who are connected to the holy spirit come together in one accord no one convinced them peter never uh, gave a sermon oh you see you have to be united right peter never said you have to be under this, under this church covering of mine jesus has made me the apostle jesus has made me the stone on which the church will be founded so you have to stay in my church right peter never t- taught that but the holy spirit brought people together the who were connected to the holy spirit hallelujah when when the football team goes to play the football match the captain does not has to convince the football team captain does not has to con- convince come on time on ground okay otherwise we will lose you have to come on time okay don't be on the mobile phone no 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 come 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 for the practice early everyone is on time on the ground why because they are playing for their nation they want to win for their nation so they all have this one agenda but this is what has happened in the church the pastor has to go to the to knock the doors of the houses of his member oh please why didn't you come to church come to church i don't do that i i am sorry i don't do that i never call people why didn't you come come to church it is your responsibility to connect with the holy spirit i cannot cannot force you if you are carrying the burden for god in your heart you will come you will come hallelujah then the pastors go and say oh did i hurt you in any way did anyone say did that person say anything to you oh i know he is cruel no no you come you come i will handle him you come no hallelujah that is what that is what goes around in the church emotional attachments flesh attachments i don't like it in my ministry you will not so see that those kind of emotional attachments people if you want to come you if you have the burden for god you will surely come i don't have to force you to come and i never force anyone if you don't want to come that's okay no problem hallelujah i be understanding okay so so she and her family were in one place so because of her faith even her family came to the lord and they were in the house now the blood of jesus will not work for everyone the blood of jesus the blood of the lamb even on the day of the passover what does the bible says 
the bible says that apply the blood on the door post on the lentils and do not go out stay inside the house on which the blood is applied and we when you stay under it the blood will work for you and it is the same thing here you have to rehab you have to make your family stay inside the house when we come if anyone is found outside the house he will be killed so their salvation was by the working of the blood the salvation comes when the blood works and when the blood will work is when you come inside the boundaries of god's jurisdiction of god's word the blood will work for you then psalm 91 will come true for you the thousands will fall by my side and 10000 by this side but it shall not even come near me why because you are staying in the covering of the blood in the boundaries of god's word and not going out then the so the blood does not works for everyone only those who are who are staying in the boundaries set by god inside the boundaries inside the limitations set by god the blood will protect them even in ministry those who do ministry always when you pray for people prophesy for people for people always stay under the limit of the word of god and do only what he says there will be no backlashes against you what people try to do is they in, in order to show forth that their anointing even when i prophesy on people i will only speak what god tells me to speak that's it that is what i have learned in ministry even when i do deliverance and cast out demons if god will tell me don't cast out that demon now let it stay i will not cast out that demon so when you when i stay under the boundary and the limitation of god's word the blood will keep me secure when i built up my family you see everyone in your family you have to train them to be intercessors to be prayer warrior and satan cannot trespass you cannot trespass the boundaries of the blood that is set for you the the error of job you know job was a intercessor every morning he used to put up sacrifices on the altar to ask forgiveness for the sins of the household of the sons and the daughters the error that he did is he himself was only praying he did not trained his children to be intercessors when you train your whole household you have five children all of them are intercessors your wife is a intercessor satan satan cannot get in your family when you have prayer warriors all around in your family and it will happen so that your child will come and say daddy i saw a dream i saw that you are meet going to meet with a car accident and he becomes a watchman for you and then you pray and the death that satan planned for you was nullified why because you trained your child to be a intercessor to be a watchman yes children can start seeing at a very young age they can start fasting and speaking in tongues at a very young age if you train them to be intercessors to be prayer warriors your family will be a dynamite your family will be a dynamite hallelujah my ministry i i have very less backlashes in my ministry because i have trained my family to be intercessor and they obey me because they see my life hallelujah if 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 your children will see you every day in the morning reading the bible and then after reading the bible your life is showing forth the word they will change looking at you you don't even have to break the strongholds and do spiritual warfare just 
your example will set them free if you do that hallelujah are we understanding and rehab was such a kind of person by the way her family came inside the house and by the by the placing of the scarlet cord on the window they were all preserved and saved okay are we understanding until here okay this prophetic personality now these are the four points let's go ahead this prophetic personality of rehab signifies what jesus would do that he would accept so this rehab's life signifies the ministry of jesus that jesus would accept the outcast sinners who leave their everything and put their faith in christ hallelujah don't don't if you are a outcast if you are a drug addict if you are in adultery don't continue to say i am a this i am a that no leave your old life and put your faith in christ repent and come to christ it's very simple the gospel has been designed very simply the message of the gospel is so simple yet very profound to save a soul and lead them to eternal life so that a nominal person who does not who hasn't read who hasn't gone to school even he will understand jesus but after you see jesus chose fishermen like peter like john they were fishermen no one will go in the fishing business if they have done a good a uh, good dig- degree or have a good ed- education they went into the fishing business because they had no education they had to do that business but after encountering jesus they were the masters of the doctrine because this study of the bible that we do is not by the strength and the ability of our mind and how what is our iq level we have to inherit the iq level of the holy spirit and that's how we read the those fishermen were masters in doctrine they wrote the epistles and you will see the way they wrote the, the book of peter the first peter and second peter i like those books peter the fisherman full of revelations hallelujah are we understanding so because why i am saying this because i have heard many christians who come to christ they say oh we are we failed in our fifth grade we failed in our seventh grade we we do not understand the bible we cannot read the bible how you read brother and this and that and all nonsense once you come to christ don't confess such things you are a new creation read the bible though you fo- failed in the fourth grade you failed in your physical abilities in the abilities of your flesh but this bible is supposed to be read by the help of the holy spirit and the holy spirit can make you a scholar Hallelujah many of the people in the church don't even know how many books are there in the bible they don't know the books of the old testament they don't know the books of the new testament do you know how many books are there in the bible so what happens okay most of you know it so what happens is when you hand over a different book they will not even recognize is it is it the bible or is it a wrong book because they don't know their bible this bible however traditional it seems to be there is power in this word there is deep revelation in this word that has changed my life my ministry i read this bible i eat it up for two days three days i have continuously read this bible barely sleeping because this oh my god if you get into the realm of god's word you cannot come out of it that is how this powerful this word is it will change and transform your understanding 
Hallelujah. Are we understanding? So once you come to Christ, you many of the I am you after even after five years they are they are in Christ. Oh, I was like this. I was like that. And I am nothing. Oh, I cannot. I, the pulpit is not made for me. Preaching is not made for me. All those are false humility. You have to transform yourself. Read the word. Equip yourself. If you were poor when you came to Christ, after coming to Christ, you have to walk with God in a stature where you become rich. Not only with God, also in your finances, by the standards and by the policies of God's word. Hallelujah! You cannot stay poor after you come to Christ. You cannot stay a fisherman. Did they go back to the fishing business? No, they wanted to go. In the last book of John, they again okay, let's go back fishing. But it was not the will of God for them to send back fishing. So before coming to Christ, you were you were doing gambling. You were sitting at the garbage bin begging for money. After coming to Christ, you should not do like that. Hallelujah! Find a job for yourself. God will give you a job. Take up that job and start earning money, and stop begging. But oh, I am a beggar. You know, I am. That is how Christ has to. After Christ chose me, you have to change, my dear friend. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So Christ, Christ transforms us into a new person. You see, the way you see me, I am not the same person as I was before coming to Christ. But the Lord transformed me. The Lord transformed my body language. The Lord transformed my mind. And as you walk with God, He will continue to transform you more and more like the image of Christ. Okay, Hallelujah. So the life of Rahab signifies that Jesus will accept the outcast and transform them and save them by His blood, add them to the family of God, and they will be saved from the destruction that is come going to come upon the earth. As Jericho was destroyed, but Rahab was not destroyed because she was redeemed. The earth destruction will come, even as it came on Jericho. But God will preserve those who are redeemed by His blood. Okay. Secondly, Rahab's life also shows that people like her, who would leave their all for Jesus, would be used by Him to penetrate into Jericho's and conquer territories for Christ, to bring forth Jesus to the nations. Rahab was the entry point. For God to penetrate in Jericho, you see. So she was the means of winning for God to win Jericho, win over Jericho and defeat that stronghold. So those I want to encourage those outcasts like Rahab who don't have a good identity in society. Put your faith in Christ, in the words of Christ, in the words of God, and repent and let your faith be followed by actions. And God will redeem you and use you to penetrate into the demonic strongholds of the nations. You will be the entry point. You will be the host for God to host the battle of God in that nation for God to penetrate into that nations in Jesus' mighty name. That is the second significance, prophetic significance of Rehab. Okay, are we together, people? Okay, let's go now to the to the third personality that is Ruth. The book of Ruth. Okay, we uh, we will not read the book of Ruth, but I hope that you need, know the story of Ruth. Ruth is a Mo is a woman from Moab. She is a non-Jewish woman. 
who was married in a Jewish house. In the in her mother-in-law was Naomi. Her father-in-law was Elimelech, the citizen of Bethlehem, who came to Moab. Okay, and what happened is there were two daughter-in-law to Naomi, Ruth and Orpa, and since both the sons died, now that I will, I, I think I will take it next Friday. the revelation of the book of ruth so i will not cover it today but both the sons died both the sons died and naomi told i have no sons to give you now and so you might as well leave leave me and go back to your father's house and get married to someone else so orpa and ruth were not leaving but after insisting orpa left but ruth said your god will be my god wherever you go i will go with you so Ruth signifies a selfless believer and follower of God a selfless believer and follower of God okay afterwards those who don't know the book of Ruth uh you can read the book of Ruth after this meeting whenever you find time but this is a summary of the book of Ruth so this Ruth whose husband died she went back to Bethlehem with Naomi the mother-in-law now Ruth was Ruth from Moab from a foreign house she came into the house of God stay with me now after she came into the house of God there were no miracles that she saw there were no breakthroughs that she saw but what she saw was death and losses after she came to God only death and losses hallelujah but yet she was not like a christian or a believer who would oh after coming to jesus i am only seeing death loss jesus is is not doing anything for me so might as well let me go back to my old faith let me go back to my old religion let me go back to my oh old gods because after coming to jesus there were deaths and losses but ruth in spite of no results from god she followed god she was a selfless believer and follower of god hallelujah Okay she chose to follow god forsaking her family desires and her own gods because she told naomi your god will be my god but what did this god do for your ruth nothing but ruth said yeah he, as of now he has done nothing but yet i will follow this god and not my gods i will follow this god can you follow jesus without results Can you follow Jesus without evidences? Can you follow Jesus without seeing any miracles or breakthrough? Can you keep your faith in Jesus when situations around you are not so convenient and not so in your favor and nothing is happening? Everything is dry. Can you follow him with all your heart even in that situation? Can you follow him? That is the question. Hallelujah. When you read the life of Joseph You will never see in the life of Joseph that Joseph questioned God why this is happening because Joseph was the one rejected by the brothers put inside the pit sold to the Ishmaelite traders and then he was even accused of raping that woman and then he was put in the prison and even in the prison people promised to help him and recommend him to the king but they forgot about him so much he went through his life was dry there were no results of the vision that he saw is going to come true but still he stayed with god continued with god 
do you have that capacity to continue with god when there are no results in your life do you have the faith hallelujah how long can you go with god with no water how long can you go with god with no food how long with, can you go with him how long hallelujah you have to ask yourself ruth there was death there were losses and there was bitterness naomi said no no don't call me naomi call me bitter and all those thing call me mara so there were problems but ruth this foreign woman stayed with god stayed with god that is what she did and that is that is a character of ruth that signifies the the work that jesus accomplished for us he was smitten he was stricken afflicted by god he was wounded he was bruised he was slapped he was spitted upon but yet he did not leave god he went until the cross hallelujah my dear brothers and sisters if any any pastor told you oh come to christ and you will have everything in the world and your life will be cozy and comfortable it's false a time will come that gospel will not work for you and you will lose your faith this life is is a package of joys or, or and also of sorrows it is a package package of good times and also of bad times but when there are no results can you place your faith and say god you are still my god and evermore i want to seek you diligently even those things are going wrong i want to seek you ever more than before hallelujah so ruth signifies that character of jesus where jesus was beaten up his blood was flowing and yet he carried the cross and he completed his work on the cross the oh my god the wrath that was accomplished on his mind there were two types of attacks on jesus mental attack and physical attack mental attack of betrayal peter betrayed him disciples left him whom he taught so much they all left him if that happens with you you did and served a person 20 years and he left you can you stay with god even after that betrayal can you still forgive them are you understanding it was there was a mental attack on jesus and on top of that there was a physical attack his body oh the wrath of hell the punishment for sin is not death it is hell eternal wrath of hell and that intensity of pain was put on jesus that's why he died the death of crucifixion i will not come into that the other two thieves on the cross they did not died by crucifixion their legs were broken and they died but jesus died by crucifixion that means that means every drop of blood in his body was taken out and then he died if if i cut your if you if you cut your body by chance and blood flows out you see that pain till the time the blood continues to come out and the wound is there Jesus was facing that pain all over his body until the blood in all his body and even the water in his body was emptied out that was the wrath of hell on Jesus yet he stayed with God and he cannot even stay one day with God we cannot even stay one one day some some kind of attacks oh you you lose your trust on God 
you stop coming to prayer meetings you stop praying oh i don't know what is happening but jesus through all that he went through he stayed with with his father hallelujah are we understanding ruth without any results now ruth cannot completely but this is a, a signifying part of ruth's life that show forth what are what the messiah did for us with no results she continued with god okay point number 2 is her life is justified that justifies the definition of true faith where she believed and had faith in god without any evidence of blessing and of any gain for her what is what is true faith okay we all know the definition of faith but what is the meaning of it what is the revelation of it hebrews chapter 11 let's go there hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen your faith is justified when there is no evidence of physical blessings but yet you hope and continue that is faith are we understanding so ruth had the true refined faith she had no evidence to believe in god yet she believed in god hallelujah i have heard believers speaking oh brother if the lord gets me married then i will believe in jesus then i will know that jesus is god what you want evidence that means you don't have faith even after you get married again you will find another circumstance and another thing in your life and you will say oh now if this happened then jesus is god jesus is god by himself god is i am who i am and your opinion does not matters to justify that he is god <laughs> christians are getting it all wrong hallelujah oh this happens this breakthrough happened then god will be my god then god will be my god and there are many characters in the bible i will not go to that but that is how, but faith is when there is no evidence yet you continue in hope what it says faith is the substance of the things hoped for what is that substance the substance is something that god spoke to you or you have seen in the spirit that is the substance not coming to that in detail but substance of the things hoped for the evidence of things not seen even when you are not seeing anything you are continuing in hope that the lord is god then another verse it says verse 6 hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him without faith you cannot please god and this is faith where without any evidence of blessings miracles breakthrough you continue to hope and continue in god hallelujah thank you jesus and when you come to god you should believe that he is in spite of your situation in spite of what you go- going through you should believe that god is god and then he will reward and ruth was rewarded for those who diligently seek god okay hallelujah point number 3 about ruth is she had no ego pride and rebellion as she was completely submissive to god and 
God's people that is Naomi to her mother mother-in-law okay so she was completely in submission to even when you read the book of Ruth you will see how Ruth would go to the mother-in-law and ask about Boaz and obey the mother-in-law so she was completely submissive to God and she has no ego no pride in herself point number four the Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him with no selfish gain and she was rewarded by God with Boaz and with children through whom the Messiah would be brought forth hallelujah if you are trusting God even though your life is dry and you are continuing surely there is a great reward for you surely not in heaven on this earth you will be rewarded you will be rewarded God rewarded Ruth and Boaz a well-known relative of Naomi was married to Ruth and through whom the King David was born and through whom the Messiah came so prophetically Ruth signifies that those who can stay long with God Jesus will manifest through them Jesus will manifest through you where you don't know the current troubles you are facing are nothing compared to the glorious days that are coming for you that is what Paul says don't focus on the current troubles but hope and continue because there is a glorious season that God will bring for those who continuing hoping on him and not losing their faith in times of trials hallelujah continue in God my brothers and sisters in spite of whatever you are facing continue to trust him continue to pray all the more listen to him read the Bible meditate on God's word spend time on him in spite of whatever you are going through and there will be a glorious season that will come as it came in the life of Ruth hallelujah so also Ruth signifies the selfless Messiah I told you who did not come to be served but to serve others and became a ransom for many so Ruth was serving the mother-in-law she was like a servant and never expected service for herself but served the family and big and also in the fields of Boaz if you read the book of Ruth she was gleaning the what the wheat crops she was gleaning and picking up the wheat in the so she was like a servant also when she was in the field of Boaz she was very submissive and had a very humble attitude towards Boaz okay so she signifies the humble nature of the selfless nature of the Messiah that who came to be who came to serve and not to be served and become a ransom for many he was obedient even to the point of death and never left and forsook his father even in his suffering and then God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name that is how Ruth's life signifies our Messiah's life okay hallelujah secondly Ruth's life Ruth's life also shows the people who would continue to follow God radically in spite of trials loss and sorrows etc and will be rewarded and lifted by God to be his testimony among the people hallelujah are we together until now so let's quickly move on to the fourth character that is Uriah or Uriah whatever you want to pronounce Uriah okay how many of you know about Uriah okay hallelujah so uh, you can refer to I don't have a lot of time you can refer to 2nd Samuel chapter 11 
verse 9 to 17 now king david the bible says when it was time for kings to go to war david was on his terrace roaming around and doing bird watching on his terrace this man david king david and it was time for him to go for war any which ways we will not go in that revelation but the neighbor house was uriah's house and uriah's wife was bathsheba and she was ba- taking a bath on the on the terrace or whatever hallelujah and david saw her and lust came inside of her okay came inside of him for that woman bathsheba so david called for uriah's wife because uriah was in battle at that time so david called for bathsheba and david slept with bathsheba and then he found out that bathsheba was with a child from david she conceived she became pregnant hallelujah and that's why david called uriah to deceive him to send him to to his house and he told brought uriah and told why don't you go with your wife and spend some time with your wife so that you know his sin can be covered but uriah said until joab and until the people of israel the army of israel is on the battlefield how can i go home and eat and drink i am a faithful soldier i will no not go back to my house to sleep with my wife and to eat and drink so after insisting and trying many things he did not go to bathsheba to his house because he considered himself as a soldier and he could not go and he was a loyal and faithful soldier so david devised his his death and he gave a letter in his hand to go and give it to the chief of the army that is joab saying that joab place uriah in the front line of the battlefield so that when the enemy attack he will in the heat of the battle uriah will be killed so david killed uriah are we understanding and david took bathsheba as his own wife so adultery murder and covetousness were the sins of david that he committed okay hallelujah but uriah going back to the gospel of matthew in the genealogy what is mentioned and the and the wife of uriah so in the records of heaven uriah still owns his wife even though he died in the records of heaven she was not referred to as the wife of david you see that people who are innocent before god hallelujah oh my god god will god will mention them in their records uriah the wife of uriah not bathsheba bathsheba is not at all mentioned hallelujah people who stand for god saints of god who stand for jesus even till the point of death and die in the lord and killed because of their of their faith their names can are written in the book of life for sure even as uriah's name was recorded in the gospel of matthew hallelujah by the way uriah does not comes in the lineage he was a soldier but he was included in that lineage because he was a so point so what uriah signifies is a faithful servant deceived and killed by his own but god remembered but remembered by god in his records a faithful servant deceived and killed by his own but remembered by god 
in his records point number 1 about uriah is uriah was faithful in the army of david and serving faithfully in the army of god okay so he was very faithful very very faithful in his work that he had in the army point number 2 is but his own master david betrayed him and gave him in the enemy's hands to die but god remembered uriah and brought judgment because of him on the house of david because of this you know god brought the judgment on the house of david and told david my sword the sword will be in your household and as you have slept with others wife uh, others will sleep with your wife and i don't want to go into that judgment that came upon david and that was fulfilled in the life of david david's life was terrible at the later part his own son went when absalom went against him his own son lay with with his with his sister there was sexual immorality adultery fornication all the things in his house why because when he slept with bathsheba and killed uriah different kinds of de- demons entered his lineage yes entered his lineage and all types of circus started to happen in david's family his family life was terrible because david was the one who opened the gates to different demons to come in his lineage okay we will not go into that but we will focus on uriah okay in as much his home was okay so uriah prophetically signifies jesus christ that jesus will be killed and betrayed by his own people but after his death god will bring the judgment upon the house of israel even as uriah was killed by david so this is a prophetic personality signifying again this part of life of jesus where jesus will be betrayed and killed by his own okay the pharisees the the jewish people killed jesus they were the one who to betrayed but after Je- they killed jesus judgment came on israel do you know if that is not in the bible but after after jesus died the roman empire took over the jewish people the temple was destroyed many were killed that was the judgment upon the jewish people because what they did with jesus even even the temple it was the the veil of the temple was broken was torn apart so let's not go into that so uriah's uriah signifies the death and betrayal of jesus at the hands of his own people and the sword that came against the house of israel because they betrayed jesus Uriah also signifies that those who have remained faithful in God's army till death their names will be recorded in the book of life as Uriah's name was recorded and not the name of Bathsheba who betrayed who uh, who who betrayed the husband okay hallelujah let us end here let us end here you know in the book of revelation those who are with him in heaven what what are they called they are called the faithful ones they are called the faithful ones hallelujah the the stature and the status you you carry in the realms of heaven is as per your faithfulness as per how much you have stood for god it's not only enough that you believe in jesus accept jesus as your lord and savior and that's it no you have to work on your salvation with fear and trembling your life should build start to build up altar prayer altar your life should start up start to build up evidences of sacrifice that will speak for you before god 
your life should should have a track record where those records are recorded in the books of heaven hallelujah and god will mention you to the generations uriah did not he was not a servant of god he was just a soldier a normal soldier but his name is mentioned in the book of matthew to the generations and his name is mentioned here this this is uriah hallelujah through whose wife the seed came that is the messiah hallelujah listen to me there are some rewards that you will not receive on earth you will receive it in heaven hallelujah there are some crowns that people will not give to you in your office or in this world it will be given to you by jesus in heaven and work and labor for the things that do not perish hallelujah and do not work and labor for the food that perishes but for the food that does not perishes hallelujah do not store up riches on earth here where moth moth and rust can destroy it but store up for yourself riches in heaven where moth cannot eat it up and thieves cannot break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be hallelujah are we together people of god is god speaking to us tonight hallelujah i believe this message was given to me by the holy spirit two weeks back and i believe the lord will transform his people hallelujah through his word lord we want to thank you lord all these four characters especially uriah especially uriah that is the fav- that, that is where my spirit focuses on uriah who was faithful who was faithful who left his family life who left his pleasures that he would receive at home eating and drinking but he served in the army of god very faithfully very faithfully maybe you are doing the same thing and you are leaving the pleasures you are leaving everything serving in the army of god very faithfully and people don't recognize you and you are not being reward, rewarded but by anyone but i am telling you god is recording your name to be mentioned to the generations to be mentioned to the generations hallelujah thank you jesus lord we want to pray tonight that you make our lives transform our character like yours lord our behavior our thinking be transformed like you lord jesus father we pray tonight that you would transform us more and more into the image of christ lord more and more into the image of christ even as we learned about tamar lord who was betrayed in the house of god like a helpless widow she was abandoned by the people of god but yet she did not develop bitterness lord and she was more righteous than her enemies lord father we pray i pray for all those people who have become bitter because of constant betrayals lord i pray that you will fill them with your love tonight in jesus mighty name that holy spirit that you will take over their lives that they will be able to forgive and let go and be right be clothed with your righteousness righteousness like tamar that you will be able to use them in your kingdom in jesus name even as rehab who was an outcast who was a harlot but she gave <coughs> she gave up on her religion on her gods on her harlotry on her own life and she put her faith and repented and came to god and was redeemed by the blood of the lamb and she was used to penetrate in jericho i pray that you will raise up such rehabs lord who don't have a good identity among society or in in the society and that you will raise them up lord raise them up lord to go and penetrate as evangelists in the nations 
of the world in Jesus mighty name hallelujah i pray that people will understand your word properly that they will understand faith properly tonight and that it will transform their lives lord even as ruth went through a phase where she did not had any blessing lord any joy but still she trusted you i pray for those people tonight everyone who has who are going through those situation may the lord grant you strength tonight may the lord increase your capacity tonight to go to 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 linger in his presence to move on to continue to hope and there is a great reward that awaits for you there is a great reward that awaits for you my dear friend in jesus mighty name lord jesus even as you continued with god on the way to the cross and so much you suffered but yet for our sake because you loved us you did not gave up you did not gave up and we want to ask forgiveness that on small small things we give up so fast lord forgive us your people oh lord and tonight we want to take a decision that we want to continue we do not want to give up forgive us come on people of god let us recognize your faults and your sins and ask forgiveness from the lord repent before the lord and tell god oh lord forgive me for i gave up forgive me for i started doubting you for i shifted my eyes and focus from you to the situation oh forgive me lord ask forgiveness and the sweet presence and the strength of the lord will will fill you my people hallelujah rebolo shamprakati arabala komorobo and like uriah lord help us to be faithful soldiers in your army lord when the situation demands when the war demands lord let us leave everything and serve you in your army lord hallelujah knowing that a reward is not many of the rewards are not on this earth but it is it is kept in heaven for us and that when we meet you that we, you may say to us well done good and faithful servant hallelujah thank you jesus father i pray i pray that you awaken the christians from their sleep lord lord that spirit of rebellion tonight i cast it out lord that spirit of heaviness tonight i cast it out lord refresh them and revive them by your word by the power and the presence of your holy spirit lord in the mighty name of jesus christ Amen. hallelujah father we give you the glory father we give you the praise father we give you all the honor hallelujah thank you for this time once again lord hallelujah in jesus mighty name we pray amen let us clap our hands and give a clap offering to jesus hallelujah 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 god bless you all hallelujah.